I'm Brenda. And I'm Orquidia. And together we're Monstras, a podcast dedicated to Latin American and Latino horror, folklore, history, and all things weird. So if you want to know more about monsters like La Llorona, La Ciguanaba, El Obisón, El Cucuy, La Virgen de Guadalupe, Guadalupe? What does she have to do with monsters? Well, listen to Monstras podcast and find out. Eerie silences, spectral passengers, disembodied voices. These are not things you want to hear on your regular commute to work. These are tales of haunted train stations. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. Spookies, this is editing Christina here. I just want to let everyone know that we were having some serious internet issues when we recorded this, and so MJ's uh, recording sounds all weird. I hope that this does not turn you away from listening to the episode, but if it does, we totally understand. We hope that you enjoy, and now on to the episode. Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of A Spooky Tales, the podcast where we tell you all about spooky things with a focus on Latin America and sometimes other places. <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about haunted, what did I say earlier? Haunted transportation systems? Yes, haunted transportation systems. But first, we have a listener story. And this is a short one, but if you have any stories you want us to read on the podcast, please email us at spookytales at gmail.com or send us a DM on any of our socials. We love to hear them. We love reading them. We'll keep it anonymous if that's what you want, which is what we do most of the time anyway. So yeah, here it goes. I remembered another story, but for my dad's side of the family. A distant uncle was cheating on his wife and she prayed to God to punish him so he wouldn't cheat anymore. That night, he had a stroke that left him paralyzed. The scary part, though, she saw a man standing outside who threw his head back and laughed. And according to her, he sank into the ground, covered in flames. She believed she saw the devil. Your episode on angels made me think about it because my dad always warned us that the devil could appear, appear angelic. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. And again, I feel like that's also true because... He's not going to come out like always looking. I guess for some people, depending on his mission, he may look scary. But I think if he wants to lure you or like, you know, be like, oh, you're safe with me. Look at I'm so handsome and angelic looking, you know, then he might like appear to you very handsome. Yeah. Um, And he clearly has he has time yeah people so <laughs> he's got time on his hands so he's gonna do this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah so watch out because he, he he'll he'll book an appointment with you <laughs> no he's gonna show up as a walk-in yeah walk-in. he doesn't need appointments <laughs> like <laughs> i hope you take walk-ins human right <laughs> but um 
Yeah. Do you want to do you want to go first? Because I have several stories from two subway systems and or train systems in Mexico. And you have the one from New York or different ones from New York. Yeah, I have a a, like I think about five stories from the New York. Yeah. So um, I grew up on BART. For those of you who don't know, it's the Bay Area Transit and it's the Bay Area's uh, subway system. So I was looking into haunted BART stories and I could not find any. I did find like other horror stories of like another nature, but like that's that's most <laughs> the Bart is wild. <laughs> the Bart, yeah, that's most yeah because the Bart is wild and there's like you know there's fights that break out, there's stabbing, shootings, muggings, etc. And the, those are horror stories in on their own, you know, but of a different nature. So if anyone has any ghost stories related to Bart, send them to us. I'm curious. I was telling Christina before that I'm sure that there's a lot of ghosts in the BART system, but they look like normal people. So we probably, you know, if you're there, you're probably just like, eh, whatever. You don't even notice that you passed by a ghost or something. Right. I did find a lot of stories from the New York subway system. So the first story takes place in Astor Place Station. Many people have claimed to have witnessed a spectral train. The weird thing about this ghost train is that the style of the train dates back to 1904 when the subway was first opened. It looks like something that should be in a museum. And to answer the burning question, if anyone has gone inside, the assumption is yes, because there is at least one account of a witness going inside the subway car. Like the person rode this. No, like they went inside. Like the door was open, and you know they uh-huh. went inside the train and looked around. Okay, okay, but they didn't ride it. No, that'd be cooler. That would be cooler. <laughs> as far as I know, no. But maybe they did. It wasn't specified. Okay, okay. So the this uh, subway car train was is described as being decorated very lavishly leather couches silk curtains a wood-burning stove and like a bar area that sounds cozy yeah it does sound really cozy like i i bet it it would be a really fun um thing to like ride in during like the winter months right that's a new goal like i'm gonna like tiny house it but it's a it's a subway (laughs) subway car from the 1904 (laughs) um But the really luxurious furnishings led a lot of people to believe that it was the private car of August Belmont Jr., the CEO of the company that built the subway station. Which, again, leads to another question. Is August Belmont Jr. still riding the subway in the afterlife? I mean, he literally was so involved in the New York City subway system, he is the man behind the reason it's built, you know, so it would make sense. Yeah. So and then I also wonder if August, he does appear as a ghost there. But, you know, if you see someone in 1900s clothing, early 1900s, you'd probably be like, oh, my God, they're just going to a play or they're actors. They're that are, cosplaying. Yeah, they're <laughs> cosplaying. You just don't know because it's like New York. It's like if you see someone dressed in a weird style, whether it's, you know, like a costume-like or very, like, in your face. You just don't think about it. So maybe he does appear, but nobody, like, notices him. Because out of everything, a man dressed in early 1900s clothing, it's just, it's more normal than anything you you, you can see there. Mm-hmm. 
And there's also some people who think that this isn't a ghostly train, but in fact, a glitch in time. That for a moment, people are actually seeing a phenomenon where the present and the past cross each other. And for a moment, it's the real train from 1904. That sounds more likely... That would be also scary because um, I'm thinking back of the person who entered the car. Can you imagine them getting trapped in there? And then like you're in the past. That would be so terrifying. And what if it like it has happened, but the only person who never got trapped is that one person who told the story. Right. Damn. That's wild. I love a good time glitch story. You know what? You need to write this book. I, I, I need to. But then I hope I hope to God that they're not people of color. Because oh f that yeah. <laughs> going back in time into like an even more racist yeah time period. I I just hope there's just like you know n- no people of color because I would feel so terrible for them like uh umbrella umbrella academy yeah US, yeah right yeah they go back to the civil war start and so she gets involved in yeah in oh uh, my what's her name yeah Allison oh my god I was so frustrated because yeah. I was like girl just, just yeah. Just, Give them a good punch. Just please, please for us, for everybody. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so that'd be, I mean, I would also feel so terrible. Like, because on top of that, you go back in the past, you have no family there and you're alone. And then, oh, you have all this racism, racism to deal with. That'd be so sad. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the first story of a haunted ghost subway car. Was it a ghost? subway car or is it just a glitch in time i don't know but i advise anybody who does see this don't go inside just in case it is a glitch in time just in case just to be safe right um (laughs) and the second story is about the 32nd president fdr and his scottish and his scottish his scottish terrier (laughs) fdr's dog was named fala Many claim to see Fala roaming Grand Central Terminal, still waiting for her owner. Really? Uh, for his, yeah, it, for his owner. I think it's a boy. His owner. Legend goes that if you follow Fala long enough, he will lead you to FDR's secret train station underneath the Waldorf Astoria. The secret train station did exist. So it was a legend for a long time, but it actually came out that it did exist. It was built to serve a single passenger FDR when he would return to New York to use it to hide the fact that he was in a wheelchair due to polio. So the secret train station was oh. built just, yeah. Cause he, um, if I remember correctly for his entire time, he was in office, he would always be shown sitting down. Like whenever he did, like, yeah, I remember because that. he was like, he was mm-hmm. like, Hey, the American people cannot know I'm wheelchair bound because of polio. So he would hide, mm-hmm. he would go through extreme lengths to hide uh, his disability. And this uh, secret train passage was one of the things that were built just for him. And it cost millions of dollars, by the way. I don't remember how much it was, but it was when I when I Googled it, it had like millions of dollars for FDR to hide his his disability. And many people claim to, to still see the Scottish Terrier to this day. That's awesome. I love this story. I wouldn't follow it. <laughs> I'd be like, I would. I'm, I don't know. What if like the um the secret passageway is haunted? Because it it seemed like it, it was like a very important. I mean, it, technically it is because the the dog is a ghost, but like 
it it also seems like this this secret subway system for the president would be something that he would be really attached to because it was built literally just for him. If I knew for sure that I would only encounter the ghost doggo, then yes, yeah. I would follow. I, I wonder if you could give like the ghost doggo treats. That'd be fun. Oh my god! You like sit, but he literally is the goodest dog ever. Because even like in his in his you know little ghost form, he's still like loyal to his owner, and he's like, I love my owner, and I even that's so sad. That is sad, isn't there? Like also like uh, another story I think in Japan where the dog would wait for its owner every day, and people still see like. And the Japanese train station, like, still see this dog. I could be wrong, but... Um, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that because I, I feel like there is also a similar story in Japan. And I think it happened to a professor that was killed during the the Hiroshima bombings. I could be wrong, though. Please do not quote oh. me. I could be misremembering, but it was something very similar where the dog would wait every day, come back at the same time, which was usually in oh. the afternoon when the when his owner would come back from the train station and he would go every day, every day until one day, you know, he just passed away the little dog, but never missed a day waiting for his owner to come back. And if I remember correctly, some people claim to still see that dog the same way they see um, FDR's Scottish Terrier. Wow. Dogs are so loyal. That's why I'm a dog person. They're so loyal and they're so cute. Okay. <laughs> they are. Uh, now on to the third story. This story is about the abandoned city hall station. It was once the most extravagant of all train stations in uh, New York City at the time it was built. And according to legend, during the construction of the station, workers would hear noises and they couldn't find where it was coming from. Like, it was just, like, coming from everywhere, and they would hear the, this, this strange Ooh, noise. Okay. And one of the construction workers, who was a member of the Lenin Lenape, I think I pronounced it correctly, tribe, and I'm sorry if I didn't, described it as the language. So what they were hearing was people speaking this noise. And it said that there was a battle where the subway station was being built hundreds of years ago. And those who fell during this battle were not given a proper burial. And it is described the noise as chanting as a unison of, oh. of people speaking the same thing over and over and over again. On top of all of that, the construction of this station agitated the spirit. So, you know, it was already like perceived to be a haunted place, but the construction mm-hmm. of this subway station caused more activity to happen. And it is said until a ritual is done by a shaman, they will linger within this, this abandoned city hall station. It's it's not a working um, station. So you could go there as a tourist to see like the architecture and all this stuff. And I, I posted a picture in my notes of how, um, how this uh, station looked and people just go there to tour it as tourists. I'm not, I didn't find any stories of like people still hearing the chanting, but I would assume maybe people would hear it once in a while. Mm -hmm. And this fourth story back in 1904, when the New York city subway system opened, the mayor at the time, George McClellan 
was so excited about the new trains, he asked the conductor if he could drive one. What? Yeah. <laughs> the conductor wasn't easy about the whole thing. He didn't want the mayor to drive it. Well, like, was he trained to do this? I don't think so. But at the same time, how do you tell the most powerful man in the city no? Like, this wasn't like today where you could be like, hey, sorry, Mr. Mayor, you ain't got that power. Back then, it's like a lot of these yeah. these people held, like, real, like... Can I can I guess where this is going? The mayor crashes the train and everyone dies. <laughs> so they let him drive it. And George McClellan didn't want to give the controls back to the conductor. Oh so he God. almost drove it the entire destination. Oh, my they, you God. Know, from point a to, almost until they were able to, you know, take it away from him. <laughs> and eventually, <laughs> but he his excitement over the New York City subway system was so big it is believed that it persisted even after death so much so that people still claim to see the mayor driving the sixth train to this day no! okay yes i kind of love this <laughs> he's like a, a kid a, a kid with yeah. a, you know big toy he's like yeah <laughs> i'm never leaving this and and people like um because i posted pictures of what the he was very handsome by the way Really? I posted picture yeah. I he I posted pictures of what he looked like and people still see him dressed like in his mayor outfit and stuff and he's just there <laughs> behind the six train driving wow. it. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a pure it's a pure story. It's like yeah. it's just a man who this was is just like so a in feel love. Good ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they still see him even after death driving <laughs> that like that one time he wasn't allowed to he was like well now you can't stop me conductor right try taking this away from me now <laughs> exactly you can't <laughs> and it's such a like a feel-good story it's such a like a i don't know we we rarely get those pure stories so yeah this is such a funny thing and <laughs> this next account is a small story i found on amny.com so Fred Malavi, 37, a sales associate at Mr. Throwback in the East Village, said his six-year-old Nasir performs in the subway and, is, and often sees his father, who has passed away. And uh, Fred Malavi goes to say, my son says he sees things, spiritual stuff, like my dad. And he describes my dad to a T, he said. He believes... His late father watches over his son while he break dances in the stations to keep him safe. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's a little story of a grandson seeing his his grandfather who has passed in the subway stations of New York. That's that's also a feel good story. Yeah. Look at you bringing feel good ghost stories. I love I know. it. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah. Rarely. Very rarely. Really. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the picture of what the um what the guy looked like. The mayor? Yeah. Okay, I left there my phone okay. over there, but I will look at it. I'll also post these on our on Instagram. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yes, those are the stories I got from uh the New York subway system. A lot of them are actually feel good. Yeah. Surprisingly I love it. I love enough. It. Mine are not, so <laughs> Well, I am here for the not. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> So for some strange reason, I went ahead and included some history on the train systems that I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So uh, so first, uh, Guadalajara's train system is what I'm going to be talking about. And I've ridden this train system quite a few times when I visit. And I also really like the train and bus systems. 
and a lot of people rely on them in Mexico and in Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they they work well. Although the buses are very like, it's like a roller coaster ride. <laughs> <laughs> They're very bumpy, and they uh, if they hit a car, they just keep going. But but the public <laughs> the the public transportation system itself is great. <laughs> Minus the car hitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the early train quote-unquote train system that they had in the early 19th century it was an urban tram system and the trams Mm -hmm. were pulled by mules and they went from the cathedral of guadalajara to another temple called templo la merced so i just thought that was Mm -hmm. pretty fun they as a train system but like pulled by mules (laughs) pretty cool (laughs) but guadalajara's train system is an urban electric train system it serves Guadalajara, Zapopan, and Tlaquepaque in Jalisco, and it's owned by the state. It opened in 1989, and it operates with three lines. Line 1 has 20 stations that run from north to the south of the city. Line 2 has 10 stations that run from the center of Guadalajara to the east. And Line 3 has 18 stations that run from northwest to southeast. Line 3 is the newest one, and it opened in 2020, and this one is a rapid transit line. Unlike all the other lines, the two lines, those are light mm-hmm. rail systems. So the rapid transit line is more similar to the subway or a metro, where it's just faster. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the length, the entirety of the system is about 45 kilometers or 28 miles, and the train serves about 240,000 people every day. That's a lot of people. Right? Yeah. And yeah, and like I said, I've ridden these this, these trains before. I've never felt or seen anything, but I did find some stories. So these ones are from Proyecto Paranormal on YouTube. And these were stories mm-hmm. that were sent to him and he's sharing them on his YouTube channel. They're all in Spanish. Okay, so the first one. Station El Refugio is part of line one. So it was one of the first to be built. And people that ride this, uh, the station from here on the first and last trains of the day, they say that it's the worst time to ride it. It's empty and it's like eerily empty. But the last car specifically, people hear a strange voice and it follows them until they leave the station. Oh, ew. Yes, ew indeed. (laughs) (laughs) So this next story is from Estacion Juarez, which is also part of line one. So a lot of people, this is their main form of transportation, and they ride it up to four times a day. Um, So one student does, you know, just this, and he starts off in Estacion Juarez. And so he was there on the last train of the night. Nope, nope, my bad. He was not. He was there. um, It was nighttime, but not the last train. So he notices that there's one spot where the phone signal always goes out, and there's no sound. It's just quiet, like way too quiet not even the sound of the train moving is heard and other people in the comment section also mentioned that they're they've been on this specific train at this time and that it's also eerily quiet but like like there should be at least the sound of the train moving so it just weirds them out but other people have mentioned that at the same time that it feels eerily quiet and there's just absolutely zero sound and no other passengers it feels like Mm -hmm. someone's in the cart with them and so someone said that he was on the third cart and it was completely empty. It was quiet, too quiet. And he felt like someone was in there with him. And this feeling didn't go away until he left the train station. 
but he didn't see anything but it felt like someone was watching him the whole time oh, that, yeah that's that's such a gross feeling too like yeah. when you feel someone's watching you that's that's a gross feeling even if you know it's like your child or your <laughs> partner or your friend it's like don't look at me um, i can feel your eyes on me <laughs> it's like even worse when you can't see anyone yeah i will agree with the second part but i i don't feel that first part <laughs> <laughs> when you're hey when your kids are like mom i want something you're like oh shit and i just gave you something like please please this next one is weird uh so unidad deportiva is another station on line one uh so a woman and her four kids they were uh heading from unidad deportiva to estacion juarez And so the train stopped at another station, which is called Washington. A lot of people got on, and the oldest child, he was 13, he lost sight of his family. He looked around, and he didn't see them anywhere. It was so packed, he accidentally somehow got off the train. Like, just a group of people went in at the same time, and somehow they pushed him out, not on purpose. So he ended up off the train. He tried calling his mom, but she didn't answer. And so he got onto the next train to head to Estacion Juarez. And once he had signal, he calls his mom again. He tells his mom, like, hey, I'm in, Est- in Estacion Juarez. Now I took the next train because I got pushed off the last train. And she's like, is this, is this your idea of a joke? And he's confused. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm in this station. Like, I'm not with you guys. And she's like, <laughs> I don't see you anywhere. Uh, but you were just here, but we're all at, they were at Estacion Juarez too, and they're looking for him, and he's not there. He looks up at the signs, and he's still at the first station, Unidad Deportiva. What? And the mom told him, you were on the train with us the whole time. I saw you. It wasn't until right now that I can't find you. And they he's not there, and he's at Unidad Deportiva, and they're at Estacion Juarez. He had a glitch in time. Yeah, right? And and then what? Who did they see? Yeah, and, and like whoever was playing him was like restart. Yeah, yeah, weird, <laughs> so trippy. Weird. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, here's another one. This is from the station Plaza Universidad, and this is on line two. Before this was all being constructed, it was like just a, a construction site that looked creepy, right? There was tunnels. And so, you know, high school kids being who they are, they would go in there and like, I don't know, vandalize, explore, hang out in there. And so one group of teens decided to use the Ouija board in one of those tunnels. They were down there and they heard strange noises. So they ran out and they were scared in their rush to leave. They left all their stuff. But then they're like, they were scared of their parents punishing them for coming home without their yeah. stuff. So they returned to the tunnels and they were never seen again. <gasps> that is scary. Yeah. And now if you ride the last train from line two, you'll see that apparition of four kids. They appear, then suddenly disappear. And I saw the comments in the videos and there was a lot of people like saying, yeah, I've seen shadowy figures that appear to be children, always in a group of four. Wow. That is, I mean, it's it's scary, but at the same time, it's also sad. Yeah, I agree. So I've never, I don't think I've used a lot of trains from line two. I have used trains from line one a lot. And yeah, I've never seen anything. But if anyone out there has, I would love to hear more stories. 
Yes, but I'm especially curious uh, if anyone else has like a, a glitch in time, like the the kid did. Same. My my ass. All that happened in trains is that I fell asleep and then thought I lost my family, and then they someone was like, "Get off the train, you idiot! Like, stop sleeping, and we're gonna fucking lose you." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Same thing as the bus. I fell asleep on the bus all the time, and yeah. Oh, to, to be fair though, train rides are like I don't know what they do, but they rock you to sleep. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> it's like the most relaxing thing. It's like you could be like, yeah, I, I don't fall asleep, and the next thing you know, you're off like snoozing away. They're they're so relaxing. Yeah, um, and so that's Guadalajara. I do have some stories from uh, Ciudad Mexico, the metro system there. So the train system in Mexico City is much bigger. It serves 1.0 billion passengers annually, and it's the 10th largest in the world. Oh. And the second largest in North America, second only to New York City, which you talked about. <laughs> mm-hmm. This train system has been around since 1969, and it survived the 1985 earthquake. It has 195 stations and 12 lines. So one station is Pino Suarez. This station serves both Line 1 and Line 2. Trains run from 5 a.m. to midnight. So one night, as the last passengers left the last train, a team of maintenance workers began their shift. And it was business as usual. They split up to do their tasks. And one man, and we're just going to call him Martin, he went a little deeper into the tracks to, like, you know, pick stuff up, whatever. And he saw another man in uniform, just like his. And so he assumed this was a new employee. They worked together the whole shift. The shift was over. They said their goodbyes. And then Martin went to his supervisor to give him uh, the report of the day or the night because he was like the person in charge of the other people. Mm-hmm. So he told, his, he told his supervisor that he met the new employee and his supervisor was confused. He's like, there's only four of you scheduled, not five. And together they looked through employee files, pictures, like to figure out who this new employee is. They went through several files until they got to, like, an older-looking picture, and Martin looked at that picture, and he's like, oh, he's right here. Then the supervisor, like, just went pale and lost all the color in his face, and he was like, this is impossible. This employee died 10 years ago. There was a terrible (gasps) accident, and somehow he was hit by one of the trains during his shift. What? Yeah, so he worked next to a ghost. (laughs) And, And can you imagine dying and then working the rest of your ghost life <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i'd be so pissed <laughs> that's the real horror right there so, yeah that's the scary part it's like oh well <laughs> i'd be so mad yeah similar stories have surfaced as this one like this this happens to multiple people where they see this um employee ghost see that's that's like you know you what's it called um you either really loved your job or you're being punished for something you did that's what I was going to say. You're being punished for something you did. Like, oh, guess what? You got, you got to be a what's it called? I didn't like working while alive. I'm not going to like it as a ghost. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's always, like, um, people who are like, what's your dream job? I'm like, nobody dreams of, of uh, work, okay? Ain't yeah, nobody. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no dream job. There's just a job that I, out of all the jobs... If I had, if I'm forced to do one, this is the one I'd pick. But if I didn't have to do it, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yes, um, you are, as they say, preaching to the choir. 
<laughs> this is why I can't settle on a major and I can't finish school because I keep changing majors because every time I'm like, I guess I'll do this for the rest of my life. Then I changed my mind halfway through. And so, yeah, here we are. I still haven't finished. Yeah. <laughs> and like and nobody like people who say, oh, yeah, I love my it's like, do you? Or you're, or you're just, no, like ain't nobody in this world wants to work every single day of their life. If, if we could all pick, it would all be vacation all the time and family For time. Real, like, yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> like stop with this dream job. There's no such thing. Nobody wants to like, nobody dreams of like, oh my God. And I don't dream of labor. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nobody does that. <laughs> okay. So my, my next one is from Estacion Barranca del Muerto which translates to Station Ravine of the Dead. <laughs> that's the name of the station. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a red flag right there. Yes, I agree. So a little backstory on this. So this is part of Line 7, and it was built in 1985. It consists of two tracks, both, and it's an underground station. This station is named after the street it's on, which is Avenida Barranca del Muerto. And it's called this because it was once a depression so, like, uh, how do you describe a depression for those of you that don't know? Like a hole? Not a hole. Like a depression in, like, the earth or? Yeah. Like a, yeah, a hole. I yeah. Guess, like a hole. So, in geology, a depression is a landform sunken or depressed below the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. I didn't put it in my notes, so I had to add it in for those who didn't know. <laughs> I have it in my head. Mm-hmm. So... During the Mexican Revolution, many died at this location, and it was common to see eagles and vultures flying overhead. And that's why the street was named Avenida Barranca del Muerto. Uh, and then the station was given the name of the street. Mm-hmm. And the station's pict- pictogram, it has two eagles on it. And that's supposed to be depicting the two e- the eagles that were always seen flying there because of all the dead bodies. But some say it's all they're vultures and not eagles. So, of course, given the history of this location and the name, there's going to be stories about this station. Of course. So, um, there's a lot of stories of passengers appearing and disappearing before your eyes. Passengers have heard disembodied screams and cries. And there's also tales of passengers running into someone that asks them for help. But then before the person can answer, they disappear. But... Out of all these tales of of this station, the most known one is El Vampiro de Barranca del Muerto. So, a vampire of, of this station. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Many claim to see a humanoid creature with yellow eyes and pointy ears, especially on the last train ride of the night. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Years ago, one man accidentally fell asleep on the train. And this station is a terminal, so unknown to him, the train had stopped for the night. No one checked the train for him. Usually there's like a last sweep through of passengers like, hey, get out. No one did that this night. <laughs> so he woke <laughs> up and the tra- everything was shut down. It was like midnight, <laughs> past midnight, because the last train docks at midnight. So he got up, he's gathering his things, he stands up to leave, but then he looks straight ahead and further ahead on the cart there's something strange it's like human-like but not quite human it's standing on two legs but it has yellow eyes yellow eyes that glow in the dark that human eyes don't right yeah so he's like what is this 
and it also had pointy ears, and it started walking towards him. Oh, hell no. Then he remembers nothing. He woke up in the hospital after that, and he told, you know, the staff what happened, and no one believes him. <laughs> but he had bites and scratches on him. What the hell? Yes. Did he ever turn into a vampire? No. I want to know. He didn't. Oh. Um, I didn't write down his name, but if you look up El Vampiro de Barranca del Muerto, you can find there's a few things that report on him on this story the way I'm sharing it. It doesn't share his name, but there is one article that does have like the guy's name, the story, a picture of him. Poor dude. Yeah. And like no one believes him, but there is a common saying, don't fall asleep on line seven. Yeah, I agree. Don't don't do it because the moment you were like and it was coming towards him, I was like, fuck that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eject. <laughs> Restart, please. <laughs> but yeah, those are haunted stories on the trains in Guadalajara and Mexico City. That is crazy. They're definitely scary. Yeah. Not the feel good ones you had, which there, you know what a good mix we have here today. <laughs> yeah, I know, and you know what? I'm I'm surprised that New York had so many feel good ones because I feel like New York is like a place of chaos. But I guess it goes to show. Like, yeah, I'm surprised good they weren't all like mad ghosts, just like telling you to shut up. <laughs> That's funny. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um oh god, what's uh like the the movie Ghost, where <laughs> the dude's in the train station, <laughs> he's like knocking stuff over in the subway. Yeah. Oh my god. That would be me. That would be me. If I if if like my pun if like I die on the subway and like my punishment is to go back and like stay there for the rest of my afterlife, I'd be like I'd be like throwing shit around too. Yeah, same. Like, I would sit <laughs> on a seat and then as soon as someone tried to sit on it, I'd push them off the seat. Oh yeah. <laughs> see, see we're definitely gonna be like chaotic ghosts, like for sure. Yeah, that would be nice. Although I'd be nice to certain people. Like, I'll protect you, yeah. but you, I'm I'm gonna be mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just something I don't like about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is all I have for this episode. Um, do you have any spooky recommendations this week? I do not actually. I don't even <laughs> I have been in my own little world, like my own little bubble this um week. It's been weird. Okay, I'll provide <laughs> two then. <laughs> Okay. So my first one is a show I just finished a few, like last week. If you follow me on Twitter, I've been like nonstop talking about it, but it's called Archive 81. Um, It's so good. I started the first episode. Oh, I started did the you? first episode. Okay. Yeah. The sound, the sound design in the show alone, like it sets such a creepy vibe I was here for mm-hmm. it. Um, like just the way that you sound, it it was amazing. The main character I loved the sound of his voice. I was like, oh my god, what a soothing voice! <laughs> I feel like as us who listen to a lot of podcasts, the tone of someone's voice can make them more attractive than they are. Yes. Oh my god, that is how I felt about the main character. I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> if I if he had a different voice, I wouldn't find him attractive. But just like hearing him talk, I was like, I love this right now. <laughs> You're like swoon, yeah, and, and little heart eyes right now. Yeah, it was it was good though. It was really good. It's so creepy. Like if you just, it's not like like oh I'm so scared right now, but it's just like a good creepy time. Like I love like it. a little eerie. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And apparently it's based on an audio drama podcast, which I oh. didn't know. 
And I hear the first season of the podcast is really good. And then it kind of takes like a turn in the first, the other two seasons. I haven't listened to mm-hmm. it, but I do plan on listening to all of it eventually. So I'll report back on that. I thought when it first popped up on my, um, on my account, like my Netflix account, I was like, oh, is this about like, is this a documentary? And then I started playing. Yeah. I was like, wait, this isn't a documentary. <laughs> I totally thought it was a documentary. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. That's funny. And then my second recommendation, I don't know. I've talked about the podcast before, but I don't know if I've officially recommended it as a spooky recommendation. But Susto podcast, mm-hmm. it's hosted by Aiden uh, Castellanos, and he is such a good, it's a good podcast. He So it's just him. It's not like us, you know, where we're having a conversation about spooky stories. It's just him. He's telling the story, but he just he does it so well. And it's it's a it's the same vibe as us. You know, it's uh, spooky stories with the focus on Latin America. So but he's he's covered some. I think we've all covered some of the same ones, but it's just it's it's still like whoever's telling the story. It's always a different story, even if it's the same topic. So definitely check Susto podcast out if you want more latine uh latino podcasts about spooky stories because it's it's really good it's one of my favorites his podcast and then monstras when i finished them this is when i was like i'm gonna start a spooky tales <laughs> yeah they're they're both like really good i've had hit i'm so behind on everybody's podcast right now you're just behind on everything i am behind on everything life is like throwing hands I'm trying to dodge. Yeah. It gets me a few times. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm too exhausted to even listen to anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't had anything spooky lately, which is, you know, like kind of sad. I need to I need to get back into my groove. That's okay. It's it's sometimes like that, you know. And it's been to, it's been like this week has been to like to feel good sh- stuff. Oh, but I was talking to you about what rewatching the um the the Resident Evil movies. Oh yesterday. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, like, hey, and maybe we could like do something where I'm like, I'll tweet out, and if you guys want to like play the movie at the same time or watch it within the same span of the week, you could do like a Twitter Spaces at the same time. Yeah, I think I might. I'll I'll do. Th- I would I would join because uh this week, well, well yesterday I I had like. I could like I was telling Christina I could be mis- misremembering, but in one of the Resident Evil movies where like one of the scientists um, puts uh, one of the I think Alice's uh, uh, car- uh, friends it's either her or one of her friends I think it's one of her friends um, in like this acrylic glass gel thing in the subway system and then like from the dark tunnels zombies were coming through and I was like that's what you know right now like when we're doing like trains and subways and stuff I always think that from the tunnels there's like some creepy shit that's gonna pop out just because of that yeah but it could be misremembering but I want to go back and watch all the um, Resident Evil because I was obsessed I made my mom take me every year because they would come out <laughs> yeah. in September for my birthday and be like mom we're gonna go see zombies okay <laughs> and she did she like literally because i had to take her with me because you know it's like adults only yeah <laughs> I was like so she was like my guardians like nice I was like thanks mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then just before we before we end this if anyone is looking for extra ways to support the podcast you can always check out our patreon at a spooky tales no 
at patreon.com slash espookytales. We just did a bonus episode on Puerto Rico, Legends of Puerto Rico. And then we just did one that I have to upload still. But this one's about... Uh, what did we talk about last? <laughs> For Patreon, I forgot already. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, it was yesterday. No, it was two days ago. We yeah, recorded it. Ago. Wow. How can we not remember this? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you talked about the castle, devil castle. Uh, El Castillo del Diablo. Uh-huh. That's what I talked about. Yeah, and then I... I found a few different uh Ouija board stories and like mm-hmm. something else it's fun though it's fun <laughs> even though we can't mm-hmm. remember what we talked about it's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it was a, that was a fun episode yeah it was whatever we talked about it was a good time <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then uh next time you ride the train watch out for a ghostly passenger <laughs> Yes, and try not to get stuck in a time loop thing. That too, mm-hmm. yeah. Time. Is it a time loop? Could be. Distortion in time, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it yeah. is. Stay a spooky and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for our spookies supporting us on Patreon. Cynthia, Perla, Jesenia, Kristen, Dalia, Mariela, Rene, Yamaris, Iris, and Madtown Charity. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, edited and produced by Christina. If you're looking for extra ways to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Tales. And you can also check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. Go to spookytales.com slash support. You can also check out spookytales.com slash store for some Spooky Tales merch like Stay a Spooky Beanies, No Mamas sweatshirts and hoodies, and a Spooky Tale logo t-shirts. But of course you have our eternal gratitude for just listening. Stay a Spooky!